don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, crew, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. Uh, we are going to close out the week with two different um, articles here. I want to read uh, Petri Basson's second article in his uh, short little uh, Untold History of Bitcoin. And um, this one is titled Enter the Cypherpunks. But then I felt like it would be a really good um, branch from there to... Uh, uh, read the Cypherpunk Manifesto, um, which I had not realized. I read the um, piece uh, recently by Phil Zimmerman on why I wrote PGP, and I thought I had read uh, a Crypto Anarchist Manifesto, um, which I cannot seem to find, so I may be wrong about that. But uh, I want to read the Cypherpunk Manifesto tomorrow after we get um, uh, Petri's uh, little breakdown, kind of a, a short step-by-step -step, um, of all kind of the Cypherpunks and the main, the main pieces of the Cypherpunk movement, which we will be hitting today in his article on Medium.com. So this is technically part two of the untold history of Bitcoin and or blockchain, whichever one uh, he used uh, blockchain is in his LinkedIn and the article on Medium uses Bitcoin. That's why, if you noticed yesterday, I had two different titles. Um, but uh, uh, after that, I want to get, there's a lot of stuff I want to get into and we have not yet talked about the huge bug that was uncovered, the CVE um, bug in Bitcoin uh, that was revealed a week and about a week ago, maybe a little bit more, um, while I was in Switzerland. Um, and uh, I really, really want to talk about that. I've been reading a number of different articles, trying to find some really good sources on it. Um, I'm hoping I can read Jimmy Song's article on it because it's really, really good. He released a Medium article detailing an analysis of the full bug and what it meant, how it got there, so on and so forth. Um, so uh, in case we do not get to read that one on the podcast, definitely check that out. Uh, but if you see, I'm going to retweet my, um, my request uh, for uh, reading his article. So if you can like and retweet that um, just for exposure, just so it doesn't get lost in his notifications, that would be wonderful because I would really, really love to read that one on the podcast. It's a good article. Okay. With that, let's go ahead and jump into part two, The Untold History of Bitcoin, Enter the Cypherpunks by Petri Bassan. In my previous article, I addressed the underlying technologies that blockchain runs on and the history behind how it all started. The primary focus of that article was the development of PGP encryption by Phil Zimmerman, the wonder of open source software and peer-to-peer -peer networks that are almost impossible to stop. But how did all the pieces come together to ultimately create what we know today as Bitcoin. In late 1992, three individuals, Eric Hughes, a mathematician from the University of California, Berkeley, Timothy May, 
a retired businessman who worked for Intel, and John Gilmore, a computer scientist who was Sun Microsystems' fifth employee, who had all retired young, invited 20 of their closest friends to an informal meeting to discuss some of the world's seemingly most vexing programming and cryptographic issues. The Cypherpunks That initial meeting eventually evolved into a monthly meeting held at John Gilmore's company, Cygnus Solutions. At one of the first meetings, Jude Milhan, a hacker and author better known by her pseudonym St. Jude, described the group as the cypherpunks, a play on the word cipher, one of the ways to perform encryption and decryption, and cyberpunk, a genre of fiction made popular by sci-fi writers. From those humble beginnings, an entire movement evolved. As the group grew, it was decided that setting up a mailing list would allow them to reach their cypherpunks outside of the Bay Area. The mailing list grew in popularity fairly quickly and included hundreds of subscribers who were exchanging ideas, discussing developments, proposing and testing ciphers on a daily basis. These exchanges took place through the use of novel, at the time, encryption methods such as PGP to ensure complete privacy. As a result, ideas were freely shared. This privacy and freedom resulted in free-flowing discussions on wide-ranging topics from technical ideas such as mathematics, cryptography, and computer science to political and philosophical debates. Although there was never complete agreement on any one thing, this was an open forum where personal privacy and personal liberty were ultimately placed above all other considerations. The basic ideas behind this movement can be found in the Cypherpunk Manifesto, written by Erica Hughes in 1993. The key principle which underpins the manifesto is the importance of privacy. One can see this and other principles discussed in the manifesto being used to build the ideas that support some of the largest cryptocurrencies today. Regarding privacy, the Cypherpunk Manifesto says the following, quote, Privacy is necessary for an open society in the electronic age. Privacy is not secrecy. A private matter is something one doesn't want the whole world to know, but a secret matter is something one doesn't want anybody to know. Privacy is the power to selectively reveal oneself to the world. End quote. It even goes into very practical examples directly related to day-to-day -day transactions. Quote, when I purchase a magazine at a store and hand cash to the clerk, there is no need to know who I am. When I ask my electronic mail provider to send and receive messages, my provider need not know to whom I am speaking or what I am saying or what others are saying to me. My provider only need know how to get the message there and how much I owe them in fees. Therefore, privacy in an open society requires anonymous transaction systems. Until now, cash has been the primary such system. An anonymous transaction system is not a secret transaction system. An anonymous system empowers individuals to reveal their identity when desired and only when desired. This is the essence of privacy. End quote. 
Based on these principles, a number of attempts were made to develop digital currencies. The early attempts. The first attempt at such an anonymous transacting system was made by Dr. Adam Back in 1997 when he created Hashcash. At its essence, this was an anti-spam mechanism, which would add a time and computation power cost to sending email, therefore making the sending of spam uneconomical. A sender would have to prove that they had expended computational power to create a stamp in the header of an email, similar to the proof-of-work used in Bitcoin, before they were able to send it. In the following year, Wei Dai published a proposal for B-Money. His proposal included two methods of maintaining the transaction data. A. Every participant to the network would maintain a separate database of how much money belongs to users. And B. All records are kept by a specific group of users. In the second option, the group of users who have custody over the records are incentivized to be honest because they have deposited their own money into a special account and stand to lose it if they are not. This method is known as proof of stake, and the specific groups of users, or master nodes, will lose all the funds they have staked if they attempt to process any fraudulent transaction. Many cryptocurrencies are using or considering moving to this method of transaction verification due to its efficiency, the most noteworthy being Ethereum. In 2004, Hal Finney created reusable proofs of work, which borrowed from the principles of Back's Hashcash, and in 2005, Nick Zabo published a proposal for BitGold, which built on the ideas developed by Hal Finney and various other projects. As can be seen, various people from across the world have been working tirelessly on the blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies since the 1990s, and there have been multiple attempts to solve the complex issues surrounding cryptocurrency by arguably some of the most brilliant minds in this space. Enter Satoshi. In October of 2008, Satoshi Nakamoto an unknown individual or group of individuals, sent a paper to the cypherpunk mailing list at metsdowd.com called Bitcoin, a peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash system. I highly recommend that you read this paper. It's only nine pages. The paper made direct references to B-Money and Hashcash and addressed many of the problems that the earlier developers faced, including double spending, the risk that a single token is used multiple times to purchase goods. The paper attracted a lot of criticism from skeptics, but Nakamoto continued on and mined the genesis block of Bitcoin on January 3rd, 2009. Since its inception, Bitcoin's development has continued to come under fire by critics and skeptics, but the honey badger, as it is commonly known, keeps on going. All right, and that will close the article. I just thought that one was a really good one to hit just because it sums up. Um, we've hit a number of these very specifically. Like we read uh, Aaron Von Wertham's uh, piece on Weidai's B-Money. Um, uh, I've read, I know I've read something about uh, uh, Halfinney's, uh, I mean, excuse me, Adam Back's Hashcash. 
Um, Aaron Von Wordham's whole, he had a whole series about the history of the cypherpunks and stuff that went into a lot of these things in more detail. But uh, I thought this one was a really good one to hit, um, specifically uh, leading up to the cypherpunk manifesto, which it mentioned a couple of times in this article, um, just because it kind of summarizes everything we've hit in the past and uh, kind of bullet points the whole process. So we will close out to this short week here with the cypherpunk manifesto tomorrow. And then I have got a lot of fun stuff uh, lined up for next week. I still haven't quite, um, well, lined up for the next couple of weeks because I haven't, haven't quite figured out um, whether or not I want to jump into some stuff I've got on privacy. I definitely want to hit uh, some discussion about the Bitcoin bug uh, that recently happened. I think that's a really, really important thing to talk about. Um, and uh, there's some really good write-ups on it. Uh, then in addition, like I said in yesterday's episode, I really want to talk about my experiences with international payments, and but I don't think I'm going to do a write-up on it, so I might just have an episode of just me, you know, talking. And um, uh, I'm still, I've still been sitting on one that I hadn't figured out what to do with yet um, for quite a while. So, uh, and I also have a couple of uh, uh, crypto chats trying to get scheduled. So all of that is coming up right around the corner. Um, and, uh, so stay tuned, uh, be sure to subscribe. Don't forget to check out, this was an, uh, again, this was an older article. This was posted in January 26th by Petri Vassan. And, um, uh, so don't forget to check this out on his medium page. Uh, he's got a lot of other stuff that he's written since then. And, um, uh, be sure to follow him up there. He seems to do a lot more on medium than he does on Twitter, but I will link to his Twitter page, um, as well so that when he does post something you will you can have access to it there as well all right so be sure to stay tuned subscribe to the podcast on itunes like i said we've got a lot in the works um and i got a comment not too long ago asking when i was going to get my uh lightning node set up um i know i have been delaying and procrastinating on that one pretty heavily um and i may still want to just go ahead and put one up even before I get my Casa node, but I was just really excited that the Casa node uh, was a thing because that's going to make the whole process simple. I just boot that sucker up and then uh, point everything at it. Um, but uh, uh, I will have that up soon. Um, I'll have it on the website and hopefully maybe have something to uh, sell or um, a couple of products that might be fun to have. Um, I've been looking into that as well, but mostly I've been focusing on some of the other uh, readings and writings that I have lined up that aren't uh, exactly in the uh, uh, format of a crypto quick read. They're going to be a little bit different, um, but I still think I want to try to work it all in to uh, some type of episode for the podcast, just so it's available in this same, uh, this same form for everybody. All right, guys, we will close this one here. Um, don't forget to check out uh, Petri's uh, Medium page so you can see all the other articles he has written and drop some applause on this one for our quick little walk through the history of Bitcoin and the cypherpunks. And um, I will catch you all back here tomorrow with the cypherpunk manifesto. And uh, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Leave me a review if you're enjoying this show. Um, it's a huge, huge help to get uh, attention out there and exposure to more people in the crypto economy space. 
And of course, share this podcast with all of your friends in the crypto economy so they too can hear all the best articles and written content that is hard to find the time to sit down and read. So we read it here in audio for all of those people. And if you would like to support the show uh, with a couple of your bits or satoshis, um, I will always have my Bitcoin address available. And uh, to that commenter, uh, hopefully that will be that will include a lightning node uh, sooner rather than later. And um, I think that'll be everything. You can always uh, get your Trezor hardware wallet through my affiliate link uh, that will be posted. Um, on the page as well as uh, uh, linked on the website cryptoeconomy.life where you can find all of these posts and leave comments if you want to uh, make a suggestion about an episode or uh, wanted to make a correction you know whatever it is um, drop some uh, comments over at cryptoeconomy.life on the post and I will get to it as soon as I can uh, but that's a really good place to uh, get in touch with me if you're trying to send me a message or leave a comment on one of the episodes. Um, all right, guys, I will catch you all tomorrow with another episode of the Crypto Economy Podcast. Take it easy, everybody. Mm-hmm.